بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا هدانا الله وما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاه ان الله مع الصابرين وقال سبحانه وتعالى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد افلح المؤمنون الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون صدق الله العظيم every person that is seated here and listening over the receivers as well as our muslim brethren across the globe are going through some turmoil some challenge either on a macro level or on a micro level if it isn't so someone has just walked out of a problem somebody is walking into a problem and allah forbid if he hasn't seen any of this then we know life as it is will present problems allah tbaraka wa taala is the designer of this world fashioner of this world creator of this world rabbul alamin khaliqul kainat he knows best how to rescue and take his servant out of any turmoil the verse that are recited ya ayyuhalladhina amanu istainu bisabri wassalah has got some history behind it nabi ali salatu wassalam we know that the qibla was changed towards makkatul mukarramah and going forward there was hostility that was posed in front of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam all type of trials tribulations and extended amount of difficulties allah tbaraka taala reveals the verse to nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam who would share it with the sahaba that if you want help if you want to come out of your problems take help from allah subhanahu wa taala how ya ayyuhalladhina amanu istainu bisabri wassalah already you can get the gist of my talk is to do with sabr that is patience and salah which is prayer unto allah subhanahu wa taala ulama kiram extract a point that allah tbaraka wa taala said istainu bisabri wassalah that seek allah's help with sabr and salah it did not say in any specific situation so the verse that was revealed to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam for a certain situation that they were experiencing is actually a very vast extended verse that in any time in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam if there is any more turmoil to come your way o prophet of allah o sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and o ummatis of janab pak rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam write down 1440 years down the line o gregorian calendar 2024 and so forth istainu bisabri wassalah take allah tbaraka wa taala's help ask him for help through uh, sabr and through salah people these days want a very very intrinsic solution to their problems they say once again you speaking about salah this is something that we hear in every jalsa that we go for every uh, tabligh jamaat that goes out you speak about salah the mashayikh are emphasizing on salah and talking about sabr so how about giving us some magical 
you know, out of this world solution. Well, there isn't any more solution than this because what we are talking about is not just the term sabr, not just the term namaz that is understood by the layman, but rather as one of our seniors, I beg for correction, it could be Hazrat Mulana Yusuf Sahib alayhim rahmah when they asked him that in tabligh you speak about iman and salah, can't you bring on some new topics, you know, that will spellbound the people. Every time iman and salah, same six points. He said, bhai, hum kiske kalima aur namaz ke baare mein baat kar raha hai? Whose, whose kalima and whose namaz are we talking about? We're not just talking about the terminology. We're talking about an achievement for a person to step on the stones to achieve a high level of salah and a high level of, of, of sabr, which I'm going to expound upon. So nonetheless, the two ingredients to get us out of our problems. And remember, whatever is the problem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't specify that if you got only this problem, if you're being bombarded and carpet bombing is taking place, then make sabr and make salah. No. Whatever is happening in our life, we have to take the cap, fit it, and let's leave from here more enriched. So when you look at it from a grammatical point of view, lexically what we'll say, what is sabr? What does sabr entails? It means restraining oneself. Look, each and every one of us, being the son of Adam salam, the children of Adam salam, kullu bani Adam khattaun, that everyone uh, of the sons of Adam salam, children of Adam salam, they are prone to have mistakes and faults. Al-khayrul khattaun, al-tawabun, that the best of those that who will sin and make mistake are those that make tawbah. So what is sabr? We said grammatically, to understand it, it is to restrain oneself. Now let us go into the hadith, and I've just packed it in a very uh, concise manner, because there's so much of things to say. When we tell a person, make sabr, let's be honest, generally this term comes about at a funeral, by make sabr, she was a good woman. Make sabr, he was a young lad, he's in jannat. Isn't that where we use the term sabr? Indeed, this is a reference to sabr, but there's also more to sabr than this. One sabr they mention, ita'a, indal ita'a, that means a person to be patient with regards obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's so much that has been mentioned to a person. Give zakat, make salah, make hajj, do this, do that. So on that point, he restrains himself and he says, it is not for me to ask what and why, it is for me to do and die, if you put it in English. And then the second form of sabr would be the abstention from those particular aspects that lure one into the basal desires. Each and every one of us have got nafs and shaitan, and as Hazrat Mulana Yunus Patel, alayhi mu rahma, Allah full is covered nur, used to recite the couplets, Nafs o shayta, dono ne milkar, hai kiya hai mujuku taba. Translation for those that don't understand. And Mulana was a very uh, graphic person who will say, it is as if we are in a boxing ring with two heavyweight boxes and they're giving it to us left, right and center. And before we can say the word knockout, we're knocked out. So this nafs and shaitan is with us all the time. So sabr with regards to the invitation from the wrong places and wrong deeds 
and incorrect things that would come past our mind if not 1,000 times a day, a million times a day. So this is a sabr. On the third level, we mentioned with regards to the normal sabr, where a person will go through some difficulty and then upon that point, it's for him to exercise patience, what we say, Rida bil qada. Oh Allah, you have decided this for me and I'm accepting it. Now at this point, I wish to digress with regards to an academic discussion, but I'll make it palatable for myself and yourself. Sa'id ibn Jubair, on his authority, Ibn Kathir, alayhim rahmah mentions <coughs> that it's not against the tenets of sabr. It's not against sabr for somebody who is going through some difficulty to express some pain and to mention some words of pain. In other words, somebody is sick and he says, Ya Allah, it's so difficult. Similarly, in Arabic, Wa huzna, what grief. Recently we heard about an incident of an alim from Peter Maritzburg. His family, would we expect them just to make sabr and say, it's sabr, you know? Obviously they're going to be going through their tears and going to feel something. So, technically, what does sabr entail? It means don't question Allah. Allah, by way of what people would say, why you chose me? There's nobody else in the whole world. This is now against sabr. Oh, Allah, you got no other thing to do but to put me through. Where a person becomes an opposition unto the decree of Allah. So there's a fine balance on how to exercise sabr. I wish to go further into the digression. Uh, it's Hazrat Gangohi alayhimu rahma Allah seniors who understand the deeper parts of different situations. So in one of his discourses, majalis, what we'll say, he was speaking on sickness. And now look at, he's telling the people, probably there was some sickness there, whatever it was that he was holding on to this topic and enlightening them. And Hazrat said that, look, sickness is a rahmat from Allah. Obviously, a person's sins are forgiven, his stages are elevated. Hakada, a lot of things would come with sickness. By and by, in that majlis, comes a person that is absolutely sick. In other words, he is like in a chronic condition. And he asks Allah, he asks Hazrat Gangoi, that please make dua to Allah wa ta'ala, that Allah must give me shifa. Now there's a dichotomy there if you can see it. It's, it's not fitting in. One minute the shaykh just mentioned that sickness is a rahmat. And if uh, I'm going to make dua for you to get cured, then indirectly it, it, it boils down to this, that oh Allah take away from him rahmat. Isn't that fair what I'm saying? But there isn't like that. Hazrat Gangoi Ramatullah tells him, make this dua here. Oh my Allah, I cannot handle the rahmat of sickness. Give me the rahmat of shifa. Oh my Allah, I cannot handle the rahmat of sickness. Give me the rahmat of shifa. And this is where I wish to emphasize that keep contact with your seniors. For wallah, they've got a scanning system that you and I can dream about. Let's go further into the talk. Like we have people going for Umrah, we say Mu'tamireen. Going for Hajj, we call them Hujjaj. Those who make sabr, 
what are they referred to in deen, sharia, quran, hadith? They are known as the sabirun. They are known as the people who make sabr. Now there's great rewards for sabr. I'm just going to touch on one or two or three probably. One is on the day of Qiyamah to get them into Jannah without reckoning. Aina sabirun. Where are the people who exercise patience? Now on the basis of your patience, accepting the decree of Allah, or holding back and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, go into Jannah. Quran corroborates us. إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ That Allahu Akbar, the Sabirun, certainly they will receive a full reward and this will be without any reckoning. And the cherry on the top of making sabr, my dear friends, it's your situation. Really, when you interact with people on a personal level and they open up their personal files, then I'm telling you, every person here, has finished a box of tissues somewhere in his life. It's just that Allah puts up a good front and we come to the masjid, we're smiling, we're happy, everything as a young man say, hunky-dory, it's above board. But the broken hearts, I want to share with you what my Allah says. What my Allah says about those who are the sabirun. Inna Allah sabirin Hi, hi, my dear friends. Imagine it's a, it's a OR Tambo airport, and we've got some goods that need to go through the red light, but you're moving on the green light. And one of our friends or family happens to be on the, you know, security side. And he says, when you come there, just come in my line. You are going through like you can't believe. It's a courtroom situation. And the person says, I'm going to be there. It's a hospital situation. And a senior surgeon says, I'm going to be there. Don't we draw solace from the person that has authority in the different difficult situations? This is our life and our Rabb who has all the power, who knows what is going to happen, who's Al-Hay Al-Qayyum, Allah who has everything, so to say, not in the real, real sense, but the way of example in His palm. He is saying, Inna Allaha ma'as-sabirin. Verily, Allah is with those who are patient. So when Allah is with us, جب ہمارے ساتھ اللہ تبارک و تعالی ہے تو کسی اور کی ضرورت ہے another verse of the Quran which could be linked up here أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافِنْ عَبْدَ is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not sufficient for his servant so brothers and respected listeners no matter what is our situation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there with us during our difficult situations look life is very short and the beauty part of that is that all those things that could have bothered a person comes to an end. And as per the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a whole new dimension begins. So, sabr is something that is counted as the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now we go on to the other part. Ya ayyuhalladhina We have touched on this subject of sabr quite sufficiently. But then we find categorically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, as salah Someone may ask the question, Mawlana, you just mentioned the three dimensions of sabr. One is obedience of Allah. Doesn't salah fit in there? Here specifically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions salah. Whether it be the fard salah, whether it be the wajib salah, whether it be the optional salah. 
the benediction and barakah of the salah is so much that it is a superior form of worship. So now, how does salah fit in with what we want from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ulama kiram mufassirun explain that salah is a superior form of sabr as well. How? For one, during salah, we're going to leave all that is reprehensible and haram. And moreover than that, look at how that entire sabr fits into salah. That what is normally permitted, speaking is permitted, eating is permitted, sleeping is permitted, drinking is permitted, etc. etc. For the love of Allah Taala, for the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've exercised all of these and I've left out all of that. So salah, my dear friends, is a, a superior form of sabr if, if a person wants to understand it that way. Then, in layman's terms, salah is a visible demo that, Oh Allah, I've, I've really got love for you, my Allah. I've really got in my heart what you want. I'm ready to give myself over to you. And Allah, this is how I'm doing it. The demo, uh, the, what do you call the demo? Where a person is demonstrating his love and subservience to Allah Taala. Now this salah that, that we are speaking about, we need to expound on it so that you and I can leave this forum more enriched. I quoted another verse, قَدَفْلَهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Where Allah Taala speaks about khashiyat, concentration, devotion in his salah, the quality of a person, of a believer that is successful, one of it is to have this type of salah, where there is concentration and devotion. Today, alhamdulillah, people are making salah. There's no doubt about it. But what we need is to get our salah to have some impetus and power so that we can gravitate to the point where salah can do what it's supposed to do for us. No doubt, performing our five-time daily salah is going to be rewarding and we have ticked the box. Alhamdulillah, we're not amongst those that are leaving out salah. Performing nawafil is going to get us reward. Alhamdulillah. But what I want to speak about Salah is a vibrant tool. Salah is asbabe haqiqi. Salah is a real means of doing something. Now, y'all can all see me, one person, I'm looking at all of you. And when we say salah is a tool, a lot of people become a bit astonished. What do you mean by salah is a tool? Namaz, salah, prayer. As a person understands, and I'm putting it in the most simple language, because we've got children, you see. We've got families. And to leave from here with a very high-tech bayan that we can't recode, what's the sense of it? I'll just thrill you, grill you, and you're leaving from here with nothing. But we want you to take something home. I need to take something to my house. This is a shopping par excellence. It's a spiritual shopping. Fill your baskets, and there's no praying of it. It's a free, it's a, it's a free shopping spree. Spiritual shopping. So to put it in simple terms, salah is a tool. We're going on a journey, the, the, the car has a puncher. What do we use? A jack. Just as we understand the jack lifts up a car. Just as we understand a bucket is, has the strength 
to take out water from a well. I understand I need to move a heavy load. I'll get this company to use a crane to move this load. Whatever example you want to put to Salah, Salah has the power to move things. Really my friend, Salah has the power to move things. But people are not understanding this. And a simple example is a bar of soap. When we have a soap, what does soap normally come in? A wrapper. The wrapper is quite beautiful. Got a picture of an ocean or some flowers. Or if it's coconut, a coconut picture, etc, etc. So the wrapper is beautiful. Salah is beautiful. But we all know, to get the benefit of the soap, you have to open the wrapper. And now you'll get the fragrance of the soap. You following me, my friends? So when a person goes deeper into his or her salah, because their sisters listening over the receivers, this applies to you as well. Put it into your mind and heart. Open the wrapper of salah. Now you get a fragrance. But the soap has a limited sphere of benefit if you just open it. Where does the benefit of, of soap come in? When you have to mix it with water. You get the point. Our salah needs that, needs that concentration within it. So that we can get the marrow out of salah. We can get the essence out of salah. So I'm going to spend this last few moments uh, advising myself and yourself because Hazrat Tanvi Rahma, Allah full discover with Noor, a, a giant in Islam. He was Hakimul Ummah. He knew the pulse of, of humanity for the moment that he was with them. He would expound on subjects that he wanted to bring in his life as well. So it doesn't mean that Ilyas Desa is perfect, you know. This talk is actually that my heart is closer to my mouth and I need it before you. So let's just go on. How do I get this essence of salah where my salah is going to do things for me? You see, people think that salah used to do things only in the time of sahaba. This is a great misdemeanor. Allah's system of the sun was in the sahaba's time is still now. Allah's system of the moon waxing and waning was then and it's still now. The system of humanity, when get married, a child is born. So the zapta and system of Allah hasn't changed. So salah and getting things done through salah hasn't changed. In the time of Nabi Ali Salam, if you took some meat, put salt on it and hanged it in the sun, it will become biltong and dry meat. And today if you do that, it will still be the same. So salah hasn't changed. Who changed? Who changed? I changed. I misunderstood that salah is just there to tick the box. So we're going to leave here today understanding how to give vibrance to that salah. So ulama say that salah starts before salah. What does this mean? An excellent wudu ensuring that every fard compulsory part to be washed 100%. Today we're living in a social media world where everything is expressed fast and we want to expedite it. So wudu also is being done, Allah forgive, without being scrupulous in that. Then a person coming to the masjid, we would advise him, and this is no, uh, you know what, uh, prejudice against the notice board. The notice board is a very good thing. It keeps us, you know, on par with what's happening in society. But I would suggest when we're coming to the masjid, don't read any notice board. Not because there's something wrong with the notice board, but just look how the mind will go. There's a jalsa this Sunday, 
and Hafiz ABC is completing, who's your best friend's son. Now you came with namaz, reading about the jalsa, and you're thinking, wife told me I have to go to the mother, Abu Bakr will feel bad if I don't go for the jalsa. The whole namaz is gone in, in tussling with whether I have to go there or don't go there. So my advice, don't read anything. Park our car correctly, so throughout the salah you're not thinking, am I going to get an announcement? Don't come with so expensive shoes and sandals, that whether you're wondering if it can walk on its own. Switch off the cell phone, and to the best of your ability, come in the front saf. Wallahi al-Azim, brothers. Now, if time permits, and it's not the makruh time, make our salah Allahu Akbar. From here on, I'm quoting Hazrat Ramatullahi, and when I mention Hazrat it means Hazrat Mulana Inamul Hasan Saab alayhim ar-Rahma, Nawar Law Margadahu, Rahmatan Wasiya, Wa'ala Allahu Maratibahu, Wa'ala Allahu Maratibahu. Someone says, Mulana, when you mention this individual's name, you give so much accolade of praise. Hi, hi. When you want to thank that person that bailed you out in a difficult situation, then you say, Mr. Hazrat so and so. When that wife is beloved, then she's Shushu Babalina, as Idris would say, you know. She's my darling and everything. Isn't this Hazrat our darling that showed us how to find our salah right? So we give him that accolade of praise, and every one of them for that matter. So in our salah, my dear friends, there's something called ruku and something called rukun. Ruku is Allahu Akbar, subhanahu rabbi al-azim, subhanahu rabbi al-azim. That's in his place. Rukun means every position. In every position, exercise what Hazrat Ramatullah has mentioned. Think of Allah Ta'ala three times. Allahu haziri, Allahu naziri, Allahu ma'i. Allahu haziri, Allah is present. Allahu naziri, Allah is watching me. Allahu ma'i, Allah is with me. Hazrat Ramatullah mentions that look, if you exercise this in the beginning, now I know many of you will try it out in the first sunnah that is going to come uh, after this talk, and you're going to find something amazing happening. Before you know it, you'll be in checkmate. Some of you will already be in uh, uh, maybe another holiday that's coming this weekend, and you say, hey, this thing doesn't work for me. Aye, hi, our seniors, they mention, when you will exercise this type of salah, your mind will be like a bird that is fluttering. Can you imagine a bird that's flying and you're trying to bring it back? Our mind will go to destinations. Don't lose hope. The spiritual walk does not come right immediately. We need to try, retry, and when you fail, stand up once again and say, Oh my Allah, shikasta kashti, I'm a broken ship that is falling one million times. Oh my Allah, let me reach the port. Allah will show you the guiding star and you'll get there. So Hazrat Ramadullah says, in the beginning, you might just get it right when you're saying Alhamdulillah Sharif. In the beginning, you might just get it right in, in Tashahud. But don't lose hope. Try it again in the salah that we're going to make, Juma Salah, the two rakats. Then we've got Nawafil and Sunan after that. Try it again. Come Asar time, exercise it again. As a person who starts, uh, you know, getting physically fit, initially the muscles will be sore. Then you come to know what a tricep and bicep is, you know, because you're working on it now. You did rowing, my gosh, my word, how the body pains, every type of deep heat comes out then. So in the spiritual exercise in the beginning, we're going to feel the muscle pain of it. And then you'll find suddenly there's a switch over. From now a 10% concentration, subhanAllah, it's escalated to a 20%. And then there's no turning back. Work on it, work on it, work on it. In the, co in the words of Hazrat uh, Wala Damat Barakatum, 
He mentions that in this time, you needn't have the salah on that level, where if a missile or a bomb comes in a masjid, we're not aware of it. Our child is lying next to us, a snake coils around it, we don't know. That type of salah was for the people of the lights of Zunnun, Misri Rahmatullah Ali. The salah that you and I need for concentration in this time, at least when I say, Allahu Akbar, I must know I'm making sana, I must know ta'awuz tasmiyah. And then, how many people complain? Molana, before I know it, I see whilst I'm standing, my, my shahada finger is going up. Instead of reading Alhamdul Sharif Mazin, he's reading At-Tahiyyat. Tell me it never happened. Some people sitting in Tashaw, they're reading sleeping dua. Sayyid Ahmad, you understand what I'm saying, my friends? So Hazrat is explaining that at this time, at this time, at this time, when you're in your salah, bottom line, no, it's Zohar salah, it's Jumu'ah salah, I'm in the first rakat of my first salah. I'm in the second rakat of my sunnah, whatever it is, I'm in my witr, I'm in my third rakat, here comes kunut. So if I know where I am, what I'm doing, I won't lose my concentration. Maaf, just to recap, there's a little more uh, preparation before, before the salah. When we will come into the masjid, we in the saf, what do I do if salah is scheduled, in our case, Zohar 12.30, Asar is 6 o'clock, correct? So I've got those five minutes to play with. Brothers, no matter how urgent is the situation, unless it's a matter of, of, of death, then we can discuss it. I would even say to my friends in Jamaat, because I'm from that fraternity as well, I say, don't even discuss a takaza right now. Two minutes will be a takaza, some other thing will come about. I say to a person going for hajj, don't even discuss masail at that time. Two minutes you'll talk about hajj, the rest of the time you'll be in a Hilton. So just at that time, Ulama Kiram explained that remain in 300 times istighfar. Just say, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. And if somebody comes, Mulana, how's it? You okay? By way of nature, being a social person, people want to talk, you know. Just tell him, hold on, after salam, would you? Full, all attention for you. For now it's my Allah. And the person will get, and just tell him, make your, make your zikr. So you recite 300 times istighfar, with double L. Listen to me, double L, what's it? Double L. This is my last salah and my lucky salah. This is my last salah and my lucky salah. Last salah means probably after this I won't see asar. Let me make it the best. You know? And my lucky salah, Hi Allah, it could be that salah that will get me into Jannat. And now the ulama kiram explain, Allah bless Hazrat Mufti Sahib, who expounded on this in great detail. I'm just giving you a flash drive version of what he said. You know we get these showers nowadays called rain showers. If you haven't seen one, upstairs we've put up new facilities, it's rain shower. It's an example of it. Come and see it. When you open the tap, it gives you an all-engulfing type of bath. Something to experience, alhamdulillah. Ni'mat of Allah. Understand we in the rain shower of rahmat of Allah coming on us where I am sitting. Now my friends, go forward and make the salah like this. And then you don't have to tell me the proof of the pudding is in the eating. The proof of the prayer is in praying. Go and try it out. I want to finish off on this statement. That poor chance you are grappling and I am grappling with concentration. Then you know in the car we have ABS brakes that kicks in at that crucial moment. It's a crucial moment I'm making my salah and I'm just not getting the concentration with Allah, Haziri, Naziri, etc. It's not coming right. As the Mufti Sahib explains at this juncture, do this and just think of the day of Qiyamat, Maliki, Yawmid Deen. 
Wallahi lazim, this is like an emergency break. That I'm standing in front of my Allah. I have to give account for what I've done in life. Automatically the concentration will come back to where it is. My dear friends, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that guides us. If He hadn't guided us, we won't be where we are. Allahumma lawla anta mahtadina, wala tasaddaqna, wala sallayna. We would not be able to do any good, we will not be able to give sadaqah, we will not be able to speak the truth, and we will not be able to make salah. He is the one that will guide us. May Allah ta'ala let us take this verses of the Quran al-Kareem, istainu bi sabri wa salah, inna allahumma as-sabirin to heart, and teach it to our families, for wallahi al-azim, every man and woman or child that had tried it out, somewhere down the line they found the solace. I'm not saying that when we're going to do salah and sabr, it's just going to be a bright sun immediately. Our Allah at times will make us go through the paces, so that as we are making isti'anat, and as we are making sabr and salah, we are climbing the rungs of muhabbat to Allah, then He will give it to us. May Allah Ta'ala grant me the ability to remain obedient to Him, and ulama say we don't ask for sabr, but perchance something has to happen, then Allah Ta'ala give us the quality to be patient accordingly, give us the salah and the prayers according to the necessity that we need. And if this talk benefited you, tawfiq-e-ilahi, murshid-e-paak ki barakat se, wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.